If you struggle with writing copy in your coaching business to attract clients, stay tuned. I'm going to be sharing a couple of key copy tweaks that you can use to create more resonance, more connection, and to help your potential clients feel more understood. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura Agar-Wilson, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to helping you start and grow a coaching business you love the wholehearted way. Let's get started. Hi there. Welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura. I help health, life, and spiritual coaches get more clients, make more income so they can live their most aligned life. And today on the show, I'm talking all about how can we help our clients feel more understood and have more resonance and how can we communicate better with them so that they are more likely to go on to become actual clients and not just potential clients. So we're talking a little bit about copywriting today. And this is an area of work that I know when I'm working with my clients that they often struggle with writing copy because when we become coaches we don't become sales experts and marketing experts and copywriting experts and like everything it's another skill set to learn it's another thing to learn so often we can find it really tricky to create copy that is actually going to create resonance with our potential clients. I'm going to talk about a bit about why that's important soon. So I'm going to share a couple of key little tweaks that you can make, quite simple ones, hopefully, that you can make in the copy that you write, whether that's the copy on your website, whether that's your content marketing, changing the copy in that, or whether it's like specific sales copy that you write, that is going to make it stronger, that's going to help you create more resonance and help your potential clients feel more understood. So the coaching industry, like all industries, has its own set of jargon, it has its own like little language that if you're in the coaching industry or you're into self-personal development you're probably going to understand think words like empowerment and words like embodiment and alignment which are lovely beautiful words and probably mean a lot to you you know if you're using these terms they probably mean a lot to you you understand what they mean but the problem like very specifically often that we have with business to consumer coaches like yourselves, health, life and spiritual coaches, is that your people might not know what the fuck that means. (laughs) To be perfectly honest, they might have no idea what it is that you're talking about when you're saying that they're going to feel more empowered. They might be thinking, what does that mean? I'm going to feel more empowered. Like it's, it can be quite a vague term and we want to avoid that vagueness. We want people who are reading the words that we are putting out there to connect, feel resonance and feel understood as well. And if that's not happening, then we need to look out for that. The first thing we can do is just be aware of when we might be using coach speak and coaching language that might not actually mean anything to our potential clients. The other side of this, like this is kind of like another area that we're going to look at today, is also thinking about the terms that we use and are our clients attaching the terms that we use to themselves or not? So an example of this is, let's say that you're a coach who works with people who are burnt out. But if you're talking to people who perhaps, like, you know the burnt out because you understand the meaning of the term, but they're not attaching the label of burnout to themselves, then it's not going to resonate as deeply with them. They might just, it might just go way over the head. And this is the thing when we're using terms that our potential clients don't understand, it's like everything we're saying is just going straight over the head and it's not getting in because they're not... They just don't think it's relevant to them. So we want to make sure that they understand what it is that we're saying and that we're saying it in a way that, yes, that is relevant to them. They can say, oh, that's relevant to me because I 
experience that. I know how that feels. I know what that is. That's what we want to create. So obviously a really simple thing that we can do is to start and change that language into language that people do understand. So we can change words like empowerment. This is one of the tricky things though. Some of these words are really difficult to translate into like directly into another easier to understand word but if you think about what you mean by someone feeling more empowered is it that they feel more confident is it that they feel that they can make decisions more quickly think about what actually is underneath that word so that's something you can think about like what's the what does that word look like in practice when someone's living that word what does that look like can you use words from that kind of experience to inform some different language that you can use basically think about if you had to describe what it is that you do to someone on the street how would you say it so that you know that they would understand what it is that you're talking about? So often when I'm talking to someone about what I do, I will just say, I help coaches start and grow a business. That's the simplest way for me to explain what I do. I help people who are coaches. And often I'll say, not like your sports coaches, I'll say like your health and life coaches. And sometimes people look at this like, what's a health and life coach? And then I'll have to go in and explain that. Often I will just say, I help coaches start and grow a business. And that's the simplest way for me to explain what it is that I do. There's a whole, I know there's a whole lot of other stuff that goes into that. And often again, depending on who it is that you're talking to, it's about potentially tailoring that a little bit, which is another tip that we'll get into in a second. So how do we start to know what the right words to use are? First of all, think about the word and what that looks like in practice. So if someone's living and breathing that word, what are they doing? How are they behaving differently? Is there any language from that that's going to help you find new language to use to describe that? So in the empowerment term, perhaps that's someone feeling more confident, perhaps that's someone who can make decisions more quickly, more easily, perhaps that's someone who's not been walked all over. Think about those kind of examples and then perhaps use some of that language from those, from thinking of it in that way instead of using the words that you were using. Another thing that you can do is just do some market research. I will put a link to a episode of the show that I've done all on market research if you want to explore that further. But market research doesn't have to be like this huge big thing. If you're talking to people who you know or would fit in the space of your ideal client, potential clients, listen to the language that they're using. Like how are they describing how they feel? How are they describing their problems? How are they describing their experiences right now? And use some of the language that they themselves are actually using. And again, this is really important for identifying like those words, like how are they labeling themselves? Perhaps they're not labeling themselves as burnt out, but maybe they're labeling themselves as being stressed or maybe they're labeling themselves as being anxious. Find the words that they're using by having those conversations and doing that little bit of really informed market research where you're just talking to people about their experiences. Another thing that you can do as well, just to help people connect the dots a little bit, is if you perhaps think that you have a group of people who could benefit from your services, some of them understand the terms that you're using and the labels that like they do attach that label to themselves again like for example burnout but you know that there's a whole other group of people who also don't necessarily relate to that something that you can do again is thinking about what that lived experience looks like for example how might people be experiencing life if they're burnt out and really highlighting that stuff and helping them connect the dots and saying oh I'm experiencing all of these things and that's saying that I must be burnt out and then the kind of like the connection is made so you can do that as well you can actually you know in different areas of your copy and different elements of sales copy and different elements of content marketing you can help them make the connection between what they're experiencing and the label that you are using to identify what that collective group of experiences is because that's often what we're doing where certainly when we're talking about a specific problem that we're helping solve for people it's actually uh 
a way of experiencing life. It's an exp- it's a set of experiences that we are given an overarching term to. So it's all these things that you can start. Hopefully, what I'm giving you is some examples so that you can start to get underneath like the headline terms that you're using and explore what the other ways that you can communicate what it is that you do. So I've talked about why resonance is important, but not really explained what resonance means or what it feels like. And this is basically what we want. I always think this is the goal, okay, is you want people to read your words and come across you and your business and think, blimey, she's in my head. Like she knows exactly what I'm thinking and feeling. It's that kind of sense. If you've ever come across someone's website, someone's work, and you just thought, wow, like, they totally get it. That's what we want. We want to create that. And often the way that we do that is through making sure that we're using the language, the examples, the very like real life examples of how people are experiencing things. So again, like I say, this kind of changes from talking about people like having poor boundaries to maybe perhaps instead we're saying like, stop letting yourself be walked all over. Like it's just those little kind of switches. I talk a lot about using in real life examples in my free training, which is all around how to attract more clients into your business. I'm going to put a link to that free training because actually there's a whole section where I talk about how you can use in real life examples to help you attract more clients. So I'll put a link to the client attraction workshop. Do check that out if you want to take any of this further and see the whole how this kind of fits into a whole process of client attraction as well. If you get stuck with any of this copy stuff, I have a really great little hack for you as well. And this works so, so well. I'm always amazed by this. And it's basically to record yourself talking about what it is that you do. So talk for five minutes about what it is that you do on video or on audio, it's up to you. And I will guarantee you will find loads of absolute golden nuggets in what you say that you can pull out and use in your copy. So often I will be sat with a client and we will be talking and I'll be asking them about their business and they'll be saying perhaps that they've struggled with writing copy and I'll be asking them about what it is that they do, about who they help, what problems they solve. And honestly, so much good stuff comes out of that conversation every single time they are sharing some fantastic examples. And I'm often sitting there like scribbling away, writing down loads and loads of notes for them so that they can take that stuff away and really strengthen their copy, which is going to give them a much, much better chance of getting clients. Because if honestly, if clients are looking at your stuff and not getting it, they are not going to be hanging around at all. Like they're just not. So the need to be getting it and we need to do that for them like it's not their job to translate what we are saying to make sense for them it's our job to do that work so that they feel understood and that they feel that resonance there are some exceptions to the rule however and this is really around the client journey and where your client is in the client journey some coaches some business coaches say that you should be talking in really plain and simple language all of the time everything that you're you know all of your copy and stuff should be easily understood by someone out on the street however I disagree with that in certain circumstances and this is where it comes into the client journey so a lot of the people who are working work with they will have a ideal client who they've identified and they will be in a certain point in their journey or they will be in a certain industry or they will be in a certain world and there are key terms that they will understand that people out on the street wouldn't and in that situation, I think it's a really good thing to actually use those terms, but you want to do the market research first to make sure that they will actually understand it. 
And again, like I said, this really depends on where your clients are, where they might be from becoming aware of this area of work to reaching some kind of mastery with it. So the example I often like to use is let's say that you support people around body image and self-esteem. There's people who start to explore that and then they perhaps they've been dieting and they might start to explore this other world of having a more positive body image and maybe watch the Embrace documentary and they read a couple of books. And then you've got people who are like further into that. They've done the work, they've read all the books, they've been trying to put it into practice and perhaps they're struggling to take the theory and make it work in their life. In that case, using terms like intuitive eating would make total sense because they will get that because they've done that bit of work beforehand. Like they're on their journey. They're not like further back. So they will understand that term. Whereas someone at the very start, like perhaps they're just feeling really shit about their body. They might not get, and although I think to be fair, intuitive eating is probably fairly well understood these days, but for want of a better example, guys, I'm struggling with examples today. For want of a better example, intuitive eating is going to make more sense to someone. They're going to really understand what that term means at that point in the journey where they're a bit further on and they've done some work around it and they know the crack do you know what I mean whereas people who are much much earlier on that might not really mean a lot to them but listening to the body might mean a little bit more or stopping when the fall might mean a little bit more there's different ways that you can describe it and this is really what this is about it's about how can you use these different terms so don't necessarily write everything off ultimately the question that you want to be asking yourself is am I using words that my ideal client understands connects with and will feel resonance with and if I'm using language that ticks those three boxes I am on it I'm doing well that's the question you want to be asking yourself and again that's perhaps the question you want to be asking other people and doing a bit of market research which is something you can look at as well and as I've said this is the kind of thing that I've been helping my clients with in my one-to-one coaching and mentoring package thrive now I've got a few slots available for new people to come in the price is going to be increasing probably I haven't set a date but probably around about March time because I'm making a few tweaks and changes to the program so I just wanted to tell you a little bit about that in case it's something that you might be up for so Thrive is over four to six months and really what we focus on in there is taking your coaching business to the next level whatever that next level is so if you are getting some clients in the door but perhaps it's a little bit sluggish and you want to improve the flow of clients you want to perhaps introduce something that is more passive like a group program you want to create your first course something like that then that is absolutely the best place for you to be is in that program that is really where I can support you over that amount of time in really like practical ways to help you take the steps that you need to take to help you really change your coaching business so that it has more capacity so that you have more time a big part of this coaching package is about helping you make your business work better for you as well. So that's a big part of it. It isn't just about we're going to improve your business for the sake of improving your business. It's about, okay, how can we up level your business, but do so in a way that is going to benefit your life as well? Because again, that's a big part of my work is that it's not just about going a coaching business for the sake of going a coaching business. It's not just about making money and getting clients for the sake of making money. It's about living that aligned. And I feel like I can say aligned because I feel like you guys will get it. I might be wrong. Maybe you need to let me know if I'm wrong, but I feel like you guys get it. I feel like my work is around helping you do that and build your coaching business, but that it's always about how is the support and the lifestyle that I want to create? Because there's no point in duplicating the nine to five grind that you've already had, or even worse, potentially, as, as often happens when you start a business, because 
probably why you got into this. Like most of my clients get into this work because we want to have more freedom. We want to have more control over how we spend our time. We want to do work that we love. Really that Thrive one-to-one coaching package is about helping you facilitate that and take your business to the next level. So if you're interested in finding out more, I will pop a link in the description. Get in touch with me. I'm really happy to chat more about it. I think I've got three slots going into February available. So let me know if you would like more information, if you'd like to book on a free chat. I'm, I'm sure you guys know this by now. I'm very chill. I just want to have a nice chat with you and if you think that it sounds good after I've told you a bit about the program and you want to join it, that's amazing. If it's not right for you, that's totally fine. I'm not going to be one of those coaches. So if it sounds like something you might want to explore and talk about, please get in touch. It's a great time of year, I think, to get into this because you've got potentially like a really good stretch going up into summer, which I think is one of the best stretches to like really get into stuff and create stuff and change things before we hit the summer. So it's a really great time to get started with something like this. And like I said, the price is going to be going up probably in March. So give me a shout if you would like to know more about that. Check out the link in the description. And also let me know if this has been helpful. Have you found this copywriting chat useful? Would you like me to talk more about copy? Send me a DM. I'm at all heartedly Laura and let me know if you're listening on the podcast another quick reminder please leave me a podcast review if you're enjoying this it is so so helpful for me and I will see you next time guys take care bye